Hi everyone and welcome to the Boss Chick Podcast where I want to talk all things developing true confidence inside and out to help you live your best life possible. Mara, welcome to the Boss Chick Podcast. I am so excited to have you on the show as a guest speaker today. Thank you so much. How are you feeling today? Thank you. Hi, Kimmy. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited. This is my second time being a guest on a podcast. So I'm still like, I'm so excited. Um, and I'm very, I feel very lucky that you invited me because I checked your podcast and it's Boss Chick and that's literally everything I want to be in my life right now. So, yeah. I can see that from your social media. You do post a lot of, Mm. you know, quotes and empowering messages for your audience, which I really Mm. like. Now, Mm. to help the audience get to know you a little bit better, can you tell us about yourself and what you do in Bali? Okay. So I I started first being a model at the age of 15. And then I started doing beauty pageants while I was still in the Philippines because I'm Filipino-American, right? Let's put it in context. I was born in America and then I was raised in the Philippines. Then I started modeling ever since. I modeled um, internationally when I was 20. And then I was doing that for years. Um, And so I would go home to the Philippines and then I would vacation here in Bali. So then I would come for like a week or two and sometimes I would have modeling gigs here. And that's what happened. I came here for a two-week, three-week trip, and the pandemic went down, so I got stuck. I was one of those few lucky people that got stuck here in Bali. And then, I don't know, I just sort of found my way and started my own thing here. And now I am like freelance modeling. I create content, and I'm developing my businesses here. Bali sounds like a great place to get stuck during COVID. So I feel like (laughs) you were actually quite lucky. Is Bali the tropical paradise that Instagram makes it out to be? Um, I would say, okay, let's be honest. Yes and no. Because it is, it is, it could be there. Bali is very big. Um, Obviously, the places that are highlighted the most in Instagram are the ones that are very touristy and um overrated I would say like they could be a bit overpriced like rent here has gone up like mad but there are still a lot of places around Bali or like the islands around or even just around Indonesia in general that are still very nice and paradise for sure and that's why we love living here like me and my friends um not only for like the opportunity to work and have a business but just the lifestyle in general So it's like having a little bit of a city, but, you know, we can go to the beach every day and yeah. (laughs) I mean, your social media makes it look fantastic. I felt like a stalker (laughs) because I was like, you know, doing my research before this episode and I saw like the Mm -hmm. restaurant you went out last night too. Um, All the food looked amazing. Your posts look amazing. And I'm like, wow, this looks like this dream life. I mean, I know that, you know, um, Instagram is a highlight reel, but you have a very mm-hmm. nice highlight reel. Yes, I would say because um, I, I'd also think it's just because I, this is almost my, um, now I'm going to be almost four years of living here. And so I kind of like g- gather like a good group of social, you know, network. Um, and so it's so easy for me to like get invited to places and restaurants and I have friends that 
own nice places or build villas and so it's like it's also about that it's very community-based um and so that's why i would say right now if like when i was first here it wasn't like that at all but since through the years of being here i was able to find my way and now it's like we're just living our best life <laughs> <laughs> and so you should <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds like you started modeling at a super young age of like 15, 16, Mm -hmm. and that's something that you still do today. And you're also a content creator. Is it a bit 50-50 or um, are you more focused on modeling or has content creation taken over more of your time? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, Yeah, since I was doing modeling um, a lot before, it was very easy for me to transition into the content creation thing because it's like I'm just shooting but then I had full control of like it's like my own business now so I stopped working with agencies and I just do everything on my own work directly with brands and so sometimes I would still um, just do modeling which is just like work with the photographers that I already know and they would um, recommend me to their brands like tomorrow I have a shoot um with a photographer that's my friend so sometimes I would still do that but the rest of the time um I prefer doing the content because I can work on my own time it's more flexible I can decide when I want to shoot and then um obviously within the deadline of which of the brand that um, what we discuss with the brand and then yeah like being able to just have an open schedule more or less like flexible schedule is really what I am like how I designed my current living situation here and then I would have time to um, create the content uh, and so I can do that in an efficient way and so that gives me more time to you know also be focused on my fitness and wellness and you know not be like working every day all day every day which is best for it is the best for my mental health and then that also gives me the time to um, start the business and do other things that I love it sounds like so definitely more content creation right now than modeling like I'm not even trying to present myself out there um, as a model anymore it sounds like content creation as a career gives you a lot more control and freedom, mm-hmm. which I can imagine yeah. would be nice after, I mean, when you're a model, you're really <laughs> at the mercy of the photographers and stylists yes. and whoever yeah. is in control of the shoot that day, whereas being a content creator puts you in the driver's seat mm-hmm. and you're the businesswoman and you're in control, which is really yeah. cool. And you get to pick your own hours. But are there ever challenges with, I guess, um, you know, you said you work directly with brands, which is ideal. Mm-hmm. You're not having to give a modeling agency a cut. Is it hard generating business yourself? Do you have to actively reach out to brands mm-hmm. or are you at a stage now where you have your regulars? Like how does that all work for yeah. you? It first started with just this one brand from the UK, Activewear, before they just um, started sending me outfits. And I mean, I've always been sent items PR products always and then 
since I would say since I started modeling, like I would always be sent free items, this and that, and I was doing it for free. I was choosing them for free just because I was so excited that I was um, being given gifts by this brand. And then it started with this one brand and I was like, hmm. Like I, I asked a fellow model who also does content creation. I asked her how much this charge and I did that and I gave them a rate and they were like, sure. And then, and that's just how it went. And then after that, you know, obviously other brands will see me on their page and then they would also reach out to me. And sometimes, and so I started with that. I did activewear and then I would reach out to, obviously there are some bikinis because I'm in Bali, a lot of bikini brands um, that wants to shoot here. But lately I wanted to transition into fashion more. And so that is the thing that I actively worked on. I did like my portfolio for it and then re reached out to brands and showed them that this is what I can do. Um, this is where I can shoot. I gave, I would give them a full breakdown. And if they like my look, then we work together. And then, yeah, then I would um, usually it goes, uh, we would then become, like we would have like a regular deal, which is almost like monthly. So like, you know, I get sent products monthly or every time they have a new collection. That sounds like a very good way to do it because then you've got like that guaranteed sort of work for the next yes. few months. You're not having to like every yes. day, every week, mm -hmm. you know, be messaging it like could be, It can be pretty exhausting. I could, I could definitely feel it. Like, you know, it just never ends. Once it started, it just never ends. Like there would be more and more like the packages are never ending you know my my delivery guy is just like best friends with me at this point um but <laughs> it it yeah I, I get I get really good outfits and then <laughs> that's a good plus absolutely um, and, and uh the thing is uh it's a very easy job for me because of all the you know I've been a model for 12 years now and so I can easily shoot 15 items in two hours and some people can't do that. So for me, it's like, it's like a, I don't know. I feel like it's a, it's like a shortcut almost, you know, it's a very efficient job for me, a very efficient job for me. So I love it. It's funny how you say it's like a shortcut, but the funny thing is it's only easy for you because you actually put in that 12 years of hard mm -hmm. work as a model and yes. you, have, you have so much experience that yes, like yes. My, maybe it feels easy to you, but like <laughs> it's because you work so it hard. And it, it's good to it like be proud of yourself and everything too, because like I'm sure 12 years of modeling would be totally exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I kept saying like, I need to resign like five years ago already. <laughs> Just exhausted for trying to lose weight and all this <laughs> dealing with ages. Oh my God. Like the, the, the the struggles that I had like definitely took a mental health uh, took a toll on my mental health um so yeah since I moved here I also had my agency here she was the first agent that I had that tell that tell me that I didn't have to lose weight mm -hmm. so that was very healing in a way because I've always had all of my agencies before I've had experience with agencies where they would not they wouldn't pay me my allowance for the week because my hip size wasn't perfect so you know I've had all kinds of crazy experience um and so when I came to Bali and I had this agent here where she was like no you're perfect the way you are because the brands here in Bali they're not all about that skinny skinny aesthetic anymore 
And so it was very healing and it just made me feel more like confident and and happy to to do what I do to, to keep doing it. So it doesn't feel like torture anymore now compared to how it was before. But yeah, um I it's you're right, like all the things I thought that I was like, oh you know, this is not what I studied in university for. I'm a model, like it's not gonna do much for my career. It actually is because now it comes easy and like styling comes easy. I, you know, I can see visions for photos easy, like with models. I can hire models easily. I can work with models very easily. And so now that I'm developing my own clothing brand here, everything comes easy. It, in 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 my it like the way I see it, it's just like oh yeah, this this is like I can just plan everything um, easily. Obviously, it's the business part is the hard part, but the marketing, the modeling part, and the fashion part, it's easy. <laughs> So you just mentioned that you're starting your own clothing line as well. We've got to talk yeah. about that. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. What kind of clothing are we talking about? So right now, um, I started to have, I already have like an online boutique here where I sell, um, it's kind of like a Depop, Poshmark, because we don't have that here. So I decided to make my own so influencers, models, photographers sell their stuff for with me, with this shop. And I already have staff working for me. Kind of started it like over a year now. So that's how I kind of saw that, oh, wow, women really love to shop. So I said I should go ahead and get going with this. And um, I, am de- okay. I am developing one brand right now that is Meatwear. So it's going to be like a lot of knit dresses, two pieces, very like casual Bali, also some long ones, but very feminine, very girly, but it's more of like in the mid range, mid price range. And then the second brand that I'm um, developing, it's called Luisita. And this is what I've been working on for years already. So I'm really taking my time developing it. And it's more of like a silk satin dresses, more for the mature women and more classy and elegant branding. They both sound amazing. I'm really excited to like go and do a bit of a stock. And also once you've developed the like the second one, especially seeing that all come to life and your online store, that's super exciting. (laughs) Yeah, we're like the the samples are ready because it takes ages to make it. That's what one thing I learned. It takes ages. So it's like everything is in develop, develop, pro- development process right now. And so it's good because I'm still, you know, at the same time, I, I need to make money. I need to work so that I can invest in that. And so it's all kind of like happening simultaneously. Sounds like a lot to balance and a lot to manage for, you know, one person. I know you did say you have some <laughs> team members, but still. Yes. You mentioned before. But I do it very slow. I'm not rushing. I'm doing it very slow. I'm doing it in Bali time. <laughs> That's good. It's. I think when you want to do something right the first time, it is good to take your time and, you know, mm-hmm. invest your energy and not rush the process so that it's exactly how you want it to be. So yes. and in- it's going to be trial and error. I don't know if it's going to sell. So we're just going to go with it. <laughs> I reckon you'll sell. <laughs> <laughs> so in between 
being a businesswoman and content creator and everything in between, how do you go about, you know, making time for self-care? Like you touched on mental health before. And I know that Bali Mm -hmm. has a bit of a a reputation for being a place of healing. Can you share how do you make time for yourself and what does that look like for you? Um, So that's, uh, so that's why I, for me, the way I am balancing things is to, I really prioritize not working every day as much as possible. So I would do three days a week where I work with my staff and they're physically here. And then two days, I wouldn't, like, it's only my me time. But then again, as I think I mentioned it already, but like in the mornings, it's like gym time, yoga time, meditation time. So it's like we work only five hours in the day, even on those working days. And then the rest of the time, even my staff, um, the rest of the time they work online, they work remote. So they also get to do the things that I do, which is like go to the gym in the morning or go to the beach in the afternoon. You know, everyone is like, everyone's chill. <laughs> Obviously it's going to get busier when uh, the bis- the other businesses are going to start. But for now it's like that. And I'm just, yeah, like I, I see a pattern with me and my friends here. We all go to the gym. We We prioritize going, you know, for dinners or just for sunset and but then we also make a solid schedule of like in the afternoons we shoot or you know just like some of them are also models like or content creators so we make our schedule like very um we 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 can be very strict with our schedule during the weekdays but not to the point where we are working all day every day it sounds like you've got a we, good we, system. We just balance it. We just balance it so we don't get burnt out. Sounds yeah, like... And then on week, weekends, I would say we don't work <laughs> at all. <laughs> so that's, a, that's really great for your mental health. Not doing Absolutely. You've got to have the weekends off for sure. It sounds like from listening to you, you have a lot of friends who are in a sort of similar career path and yes. you've built a really strong friendship group in Bali. Did mm-hmm. Were they friends you had? Because um, you mentioned when you grew up, you know, you used to travel to Bali for holidays. Are they friends mm-hmm. from that time period or did you have to make a whole lot of new friends when you got stuck in Bali during um, COVID times? Yeah, I definitely, I had some friends that I was friends with before in the Philippines that also moved here. And they're also kind of in the same situation. They're also starting their brands. One already has started hers and is already like fully operating and everything. So that's inspiring as well. But um, through the years, like we, I, I also met other um, women here that are like that, that are also modeling and also, or like have been models in the past. And they're also like trying to venture into something else that's fashion related. Like yesterday I was shooting with two models from Russia. They were models before. But now they were the photographer and the other one was the makeup artist. <laughs> That's so, so they, cool. You know, I meet a lot of these girls here that have been models before and they kind of like change their path and they see that, oh, I actually like taking photos. Some of them become designers or some of them um, become stylists or yeah. 
you know, just literally changing paths that still related to what we did before. It sounds cool. It sounds like female power. I like the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. Would you it's say there's a big, um, what's the word? Is it called like an expat community in Bali? Like, I mean, for example, for sure. is it easy to get around speaking English or do you have to know Balinese? Yes. yes. I mean, in the area where I am, definitely, because it's, uh, someone even made like a trending video about it, but Changu, which is like the area we're at, it's like the whitest village in Asia. Is that what they said or something? I think he got canceled for that. But oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it really is a lot of expats and it's just growing exponentially every day, every month, every year. It's just getting crowded and crowded and packed. Um, but it's, yeah, it's so, it's so, it's very easy to go around. Everyone speaks really good English. And the Balinese people are one of the nicest people. They they definitely add warmth and charm to this place. And it, they're just so nice. Like the, the people here are just so nice. And it's just like, it just makes you feel so much more happier. I'm glad to hear that. It sounds wonderful. And like, I, I've heard and I know a lot of um, women who have upped and left their home countries and have moved to Bali to start their businesses or are running online mm-hmm. businesses. And I'm like, yeah. to me, I mean, maybe I'm a bit of a scaredy cat, but I'm like, that sounds intimidating going to a country where I don't speak the language and setting up a life. Have you always mm-hmm. felt relatively mm-hmm. safe, like living, you know, I guess in a foreign country? Definitely not. <laughs> oh, really? No, of course not. A lot of anxiety before, of course. It's hard. Like, you 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 know you know you go into a place and you're alone and and you don't know what's gonna happen. What especially before with modeling, like you don't know if you're gonna have jobs. Even it's always like a it's always a it's always a challenge basically. Especially I was I was way younger before, um, but with all this digital nomad, I'd say that they come to Bali. I, I would say the ones that succeed in doing so, in being a digital nomad and traveling and working remotely, is when they came first for holidays and they checked it out, they sussed it out first, they see if they can do it because it's so easy to also be sidetracked here and just be like so lazy and, you know, don't, because it's it's hard to like, you know, make your own schedule and not have a boss, right? And so some of them, they, they go to co-working spaces and, um, you know, still be able to balance and do the things that they like, like some of them surf or do all this CrossFit. And so they first um, test it out, right? They would come here for a few and then they see that, oh, they can do it. They can afford the lifestyle because Bali is not the cheapest anymore. Um and then, yeah, be, be able to balance it. And it, if it works, it works. Then you can travel easily and work from everywhere. It sounds great. From yeah. Anywhere. Definitely good if you can visit the country first and get a feel for or, it before yeah. making yeah. such a big leap. Similar to you, I guess yeah, you had visited people, many times I, as well. Yeah, I hear this story so many times that people would come here because they were being sold this Bali dream life online or by bloggers and and not even just bloggers, like there are coaches out there that would be selling them, how do you call it, those courses? Or like, you know, you, 
Oh, like um, workshops or courses, that sort of thing? That, yeah, kind of like, but it's more of like a Bali guide. Like, this is what you do if you want to move to Bali. Oh, there are you. people doing that. And that doesn't really explain the whole thing, you know, because not everyone can live in a small island. Sometimes some people are, you know, they love the city life or maybe it's just too much for them. It's, uh, it's such a big contrast to where they're from. And so I hear um, stories of people selling, upping and leaving their home countries, moving here. And then six months down the line, they're like, why are we here? You know, oh. it's, it, 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 it can't be for everyone. That's for sure. No, definitely you, not. Yeah. But if you do find that it's for you and you can develop a good group, um, you know, have a good community and you're outgoing and or maybe even if you're not, but you know, you like to just do your own thing, as long as it's for you, it's for you. <laughs> Sometimes but you just have the, to try. Yeah, but and... yeah, that yeah, definitely. Have to try. Um always come first with like no crazy commitment or no crazy expectations just see how it is gonna be I think having no expectations can be a good motto for life actually I think Tony Robbins actually lives by that or he teaches like you know have no expectations and you'll always be happy (laughs) but it's hard to do right (laughs) very hard to do Mara you've been amazing to speak with today I was thinking before (laughs) we begin to wrap up this episode do you have a quote that you live by or a message that you would like to leave the listeners with oh no <laughs> I I would say I'm the most unserious businesswoman that's ever gonna be <laughs> <laughs> I really I really don't um I I try before I'm always like oh I want to portray this image but like that's just not me come on my friends know me too well they're like shut up Mara so I think my motto in life would just be do your best, but like don't take it too seriously because in the end of the day, I don't think it really matters. Just do your best, but don't take it too seriously. That's it. I think that's a good motto to live by. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Boss Chick podcast. If you enjoyed, please leave me a review and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hope to see you next time. Lovely talking to you.